We are. We live. are. We're live. We're live. I the just red don't light get, is blinking. I, I don't get how, like, in states like Rhode Island and Mass, it's spreading so much. Like, I don't see anybody who doesn't have a mask on ever. Yeah. And, and in Mass, I'm sure you don't either. It's fucking rule yeah, now that you have to and, wear it. And, like, Rhode go. Island's positivity rate, I saw today, was seven and change percentage. Yeah, dude, I was like 1,200 cases a day, something crazy like that. A month ago, it was, yeah, a month ago, it was less than three. Well, I think what it is, is uh, it's getting colder up there, and people are forced inside more, uh, and you probably have people getting together. That's what everyone's saying, right? That's why all the governors are, like, basically encouraging you not to do anything for Thanksgiving, because that's where the spread's happening, is in, like, these smaller get-togethers. Right. I guess I just, maybe it's like not in our social circle. I don't know anybody at all who's been having like large gatherings in their homes. Not large, but like if you have like a group of six to 10 people, you know what I mean? I don't even know anybody who's had it. like six to 10 people together, really. Yeah. I mean, there must be, right? I mean, how else? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> there has to be a reason why it's spreading. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe know, it's people like in Providence is. and other areas or like people who just aren't taking it as serious. Well, when you look at the numbers in Rhode Island, it's it's Providence, Pawtucket, and everyone else is like such a steep drop off from there. Yeah. So the vast majority of the cases are in a one central area, but obviously, you know, the vast majority of the people are there. So it makes sense. So you're in the Mecca. Sandwich between the, the two of them. Mecca, yeah. You just got you COVID guys flowing through school? the elevator in hallways. Wait, wait, what'd you say, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Both I was, of you talk, talking, I was the talking same about exact where time. you live. I think Ty was talking about school. I just said you guys just have COVID flowing through the air oh, in the hallways and elevators. COVID's everywhere. I, yeah. yeah, I didn't realize you were talking about where he lives. Yeah, that's true, right? I hope that other guy, hope that Libtar gets infected. Yeah, Nobody any follow up it. there? Have we crossed paths with him? Not yet, but. I plan on going to the gym early tomorrow because it's Veterans Day, so I'm off, and I most likely will run into him because he seemed like a gym goer. So I'll, I'll update you guys next week. Fuck him up. You should. You should <laughs> just ambush. <laughs> make a super passive aggressive sign on the door. Something about um, what did he call the things that say in the air? Aerosols. Yeah, something about aerosols. Aerosol, like, put, put like a caution, note. aerosols in For, the area. Aerosols do not stay in the air when there's a fucking window open. Something like that. Yeah. Very passive aggressive there. <laughs> so are you guys um, still in school, Adam? We are. Yep. So okay. um, we, we've had very, you know, the vast majority of students have been at home, but um, our numbers are slowly decreasing in the schools. You know, it seems like every couple of weeks there's at least one kid uh, on our team, at least one that opts out until February, which is like the reassessment date. Um, February. Wow. February. Yeah. Well, I think they're like, by, Can you like, opt out like, and opt back in whenever you want. No. So once you decide to opt out, you cannot come back in until like February 5th, I think is like the reassessment <laughs> point. Yeah, so if you decide on a whim, then you, then you're you're home for good. Uh, I mean, those like must be parents semester. that like either don't have like a job and they're at home, or like why would you want your kids well, to be in the house with you? Honestly, do a lot of the cases are parents that work from home that 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 go into work and they're just trusting their kids to actually do things at home. What? Which uh, <laughs> I know, I like, know, dude, it's stay the fucking school. 
I know it's, it's crazy. I mean, you would, you would think that they would want their kids into schools, but, and I think, I think a big two big thing too. And I know I've, I think I've told you guys this before, just like what I've noticed in, in the six years I've been teaching, I never realized how much influence these kids have over their parents. Like they can convince them to do almost anything. Some of these kids yeah. and the parents just eat everything that they say yeah. and just take it as gospel. I don't remember it being like that. I feel like if I tried to tell my parents about like to do something, they would have told me to like to screw off. Dude, even and... trying to like stay home sick. As oh a my kid, God. It yeah. was yeah. not it was brutal. Nope. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't happening. Don't like, believe unless it you looked visibly <laughs> ill. There was no chance it was happening. Dude, there were so many times young, when we were younger, like Eric and I would like try to do that every now and then. And my yeah, mom like a few would times a not, year. Like, cause my dad would be off to work by then. And my mom would, would not be having, it's like, no, like you're going in. And it was, there was no like real discussion about it, but these kids can Same literally, here. I mean, I hate to say it, but kids these days are much different than we were. I know it sounds crazy saying that when we're 29 and, and shit, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, it, things have changed. So yeah, as of right now, Ty, we're, we're still in school, but I mean, who knows if cases continue, if we like break double digits, for positivity rate, I find it very hard to believe that they're going to keep us in, which I'd be very bummed out about if we uh, went back home. Did you see what Governor Baker um, made an announcement coincidentally the day after Biden took the lead in the election hmm. about mass schools opening back up? Interesting. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so he, he pretty yeah. much said, like, we have sufficient science to say schools are not super spreaders. We should have all kids in Massachusetts back to school full time. Have the is and that I, pure I, coincidence that it just happened the day after the election, or that's why right? I said he's actually a Republican mm, too, which I always forget. Mm, Baker yeah. is a Republican, the, but the still. term "rhino" is an understatement for someone like Charlie Baker. What's a rhino? Republican in name only. Okay, yeah. So that yeah. means Gina's a dino, the Democrat <laughs> yeah, in name she's only. She's a dino, all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know what the situation is in Massachusetts in terms of the numbers of kids that are actually in the schools, but I know that cases in like, like you know, obviously the, the tightly packed urban areas around have, Boston have been pretty bad. I'm assuming. Yeah, or, I haven't yeah. really been looking, but I think they're really yeah. high too. Again, but most think, of Boston schools have been closed for the past like month plus. Yeah, I think, I think that's closing, why he's trying to get people. Yeah, back. closing the schools completely is is not the right move. I, I think opening them and key, having like a, the hybrid model is probably the best way to go about it. But to completely close the schools is pretty, pretty wild. But it doesn't shock me that in a state like Massachusetts, they immediately went with that option. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, we, we've talked about it a million times, uh, yeah. the fucking incompetence of the government. But, you know, if it's so important, right, to keep schools open for the economy. That's what, you know, most people are worried about, right? When it comes to putting further restrictions, et cetera, et cetera. Like, why can't we just, why can't the government get their shit together and release funds? You know, it would be a, a shit ton, but, you know, how much do you think those little GPS trackers are that the NFL has, right? To I mean, it can't be much tracing. to do contract tracing. All it is is a little fucking uh number you know what i mean assigned yeah. to a specific gps location that can't be very expensive dude you can't even get people to wear yeah. masks right now you think you're gonna get them to put a gps tracker on themselves no no, no. you just hold you just hang on to it for the day you know what i mean when you're in school you need to have it on you okay and you mean just for kids 
Just for kids. Okay, I thought you meant everybody. Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm talking about just to like keep schools open, deliver that to the schools. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and have them hang on to that. So that way it's quick. You know what I mean? That if someone gets infected, you can quickly do that contact trace and only isolate those people that were in close contact. Yeah. Keep school churning. I think but, I told yeah. you guys that's what most other countries have right now in their at mandatory apps, right? That you get notified oh, yeah. if you came in contact with somebody. Isn't somebody that an? In, sorry, it, I was gonna say, isn't that an option on the iPhone now? Yeah, yeah. So it's an option in America, in India, and in Germany. Two of my coworkers are telling you it's mandatory. So both of them got notifications. You came in contact with a COVID positive person at this time at this location, like for this amount of time. We suggest you get tested. Interesting. Yeah. Like, obviously, nobody in America would like to have that level of tracing but I'm sure it's pretty effective in doing well, contact tracing. I think everyone would only if we knew it was strictly for COVID and they wouldn't keep And that. I don't trust the yeah, exactly. government yeah. at all, dude. Exactly. So if it were just COVID, that would sounds great and everyone would yeah. want to do that. Right. Yeah. There, there's been crazy studies that have come out. I think this came up on like the Edward Snowden episode of Joe Rogan that all of the NSA spying that was put in as part of the, what do they call it? The Patriot Act after 9-11? Yes. Yes. But it, there has been zero proven zero instances right. of that stopping terrorism. Yeah, and it's been whistleblown. It's been proven that it's illegal, and they have not stopped doing any of it. So it's not helping a thing, and they're not stopping it. So I don't trust the federal government with any more of my. Yeah, because you know back then for a long time they could get away with it's in the name of safety from yeah, right, for sure. you know, from international especially terrorism, after 9-11 which was you know who's gonna say no to that everyone was like fuck yeah do whatever we gotta do you know what i mean yeah. and you know how far are we removed from 9-11 so you know if that shit's still in place 20 it's just... fucking years and still in afghanistan going strong <laughs> I think what a lot of people don't think about is there's really no, there's no expiration date on, on this legislation. I mean, it has to be voted out completely. It has to be rooted out, you know, completely in order for it to be gone. It's just not like, it's not like, oh, well, well peace times here and everyone feels good. Let's revoke it. They're never going to do that. No. And I think it's, it's, it's not something that people would think about, you know, at the time of making that big decision. But I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't have been thinking about that. No, no. Um, all right, so you gave the the uh, listeners a huge tease, Jared. So now you got to pay it off. So we're going to right. flip flop here and have you give us a little dating update. So, so I think this is uh, this will be a good juicy topic to bring up. So I've had my first experience of being ghosted. Meaning, so the um, the girl that I mentioned last week, we had gone out twice. I don't think I talked on either date, so I'll give like the the high level. Um, one out maybe two weeks ago, and, and I mentioned this to Adam. So we're at a restaurant or at a bar, and the table next to me is these two gay dudes, also on a like dating app date. Super Somerville libtards sitting there dating with their Jesus. mask on the entire time. <laughs> so like literally sitting at a table, two feet from each other, having conversations through their mask. And then when they went to go say bye, I had like this really awkward interaction and gave high elbows and then like oh, left. God. So cringy. Future so, of dating. So cringy. That hurts. Um, so that, that was like irrelevant to the actual date, but we went on a date this, um, I thought really, really cute. Um, chick happens to be Asian for any of our listeners who don't know that I am. I think they know. 
I, I think, think yeah, <laughs> I think they've been keeping track. I don't think they've had to really try that hard. It's been, been a theme, if you will. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite diverse in the um, type of ethnicities I'm attracted to. Specifically, the Pacific Rim. <laughs> but um, is that what he calls see, it? No, it's not what I call it. That's I didn't say that's what you call it. it, but the Pacific Rim, that's Southeast Asia and Asia in general. So I say love doesn't see colors. Hey, Amen, well, brother. Yeah. yeah. All right. But um, so really, really cute girl, like pretty successful. So I think she was 26, pharmacist, uh, went to Northeastern. Also did you owned, tell us this last time? I don't know. Did I? I think I don't think so. It. Did I, Adam? I don't remember. I thought I just said we went on two dates. I remember you saying that you were on a date. I mean, the the teaser you gave last episode, you didn't really give us too much, but I I think it was the episode before that. Maybe I did. So either way, I I won't go into all the details. So day went well, hung out again the next week. Um, I was just like trying to be nice. And I knew she just got a puppy that week. So it was an eight week old puppy. And I was like, all right, cool. Like bring the puppy. We were going to go for a walk at a park. So she brings the puppy and like kind of threw a wrench into the plans because we were going to go for a walk, then grab a drink. And she had this obnoxious fucking Yorkie poo puppy who oh. would not stop like spazzing out for the entire hour and a half that we hung out. Oh. So it was like an hour and a half of us walking through a busy park, trying to stop this dog from like eating dog shit. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, just like did not get to like carry a conversation without like 10 seconds of interruption. So it was whatever. Like, I, I didn't text her back right away after. But I was like, hey, uh, that day, I was like, hey, let me know what you're up to for the weekend. Like, I'll be down to grab a drink again. Um, so I think I, that was a Wednesday. I texted her, like, Thursday afternoon. So I'm like, hey, um, I don't even remember what I said. I know. I think it's like, oh, how well did, like, your puppies pass out? Or, like, just random conversation. Ghost me for two days. Text me back Friday afternoon, like, in response. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, maybe, weird, she didn't reply for two days, but maybe she does want to hang out this weekend if she texts me back Friday afternoon. So I texted her asking her what her plans are for tomorrow. doesn't text me back till Saturday afternoon. So I was just like, right, fuck this. I was just annoyed and didn't respond fuck for two days. <laughs> so then I texted her Sunday saying like, Hey, um, I'll read the text. I don't remember exactly what it was. Something along the lines. Of, I don't think you told us this. This, I don't know. Well, this, this, this all transpired over yeah. the weekend. Said, hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Got to soak up the nice weather as much as possible. Let me know around if you're around this week and interested in getting together. It'd be great to see you again. Just kind of put it out there. Like enough of this ghosting yeah, people yeah, for two yeah. days. Like we'll be down to get together again. If not, no worries. Yeah, just let's, let's settle it right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, that was Sunday afternoon, five Sunday at 516 and uh, no response. Peace. So yeah, my, my first experience. Yeah, it's whatever. Like, I'm not mad about it. But first experience of just flaky millennial fucking ghosters. So yeah. not that Mo is mean, ever that, that's off. Just, that's I think just we've like all dealt with that at one you, right? time or another. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, it just like, I don't know. It's immature. Like, I wouldn't flake, like ghost on somebody totally. I, I know, I, but I, it's like, it's it's like, what would you say? Like, would you sh- I, I would out- say, hey, I, I, I got like more of a friend vibe, like nothing personal, like something like that. Yeah. Which whenever you hear that's the friend vibe do, part, that's... That, that, yeah, if it's that, by a text, it's not tough to do. I don't know. I just, I, I guess like, I, I say I feel, I would feel bad, but it's like, oh, well, you wouldn't feel bad if you just didn't text the person back. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of like a, to your point, like a, a young person, like 
I'm not really going to deal with the problem in front of me kind of thing. Yeah. It's just much easier to not reply. Yeah. Um, so like kind of annoying that like I wasted two dates, but it's, Oh yeah. That, that, that would definitely be an annoying part of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, not that I was ever off the horse, but most back, back on the horse. And I wonder if I still have that sound. I'm back. Gonna, gonna try and pick up some speed heading into uh COVID shutting the world down in the next Dude, month or seriously, so. So I'm running out of time fucking, here. Yeah. yeah. Operation warp speed with this. Operation warp speed. Yeah. I might be going on dates five days a week before you know it. <laughs> Do you have another one already lined up or what? Um no. I like I wasn't messaging people a lot this past week. Um I don't know, like once I'm hanging out with somebody, even if it's just for a couple times, like I don't really feel like having like other fake conversations, all these other randos. Um, so I just like picked it back up on Sunday. So I got yeah. some work to do. Hopefully I could line something up for later this week or this weekend. Yep. So nice back at it. A, a glimpse into the slog of millennial dating during COVID. Yeah. I mean, I, I can definitely relate to some of the ghosting stuff, but especially with COVID, I'm sure that adds a whole new element that I can't even imagine. So yeah. You are in uncharted water. Uh, wow, uncharted waters. <laughs> nice. There we go. After every dating story, we have to play that song. Oh, back. <laughs> every time it doesn't work out, every time yeah, it doesn't song yeah. we're gonna play. Yeah, Jared's like, I'm hoping I'm not hearing that song too too often. <laughs> <laughs> um, I right, where do you want to jump to? I have like a really really quick thing, and it's not any of the segments I All sent right, you. Make guys. it really 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 quick. quick. Okay. All right, go. You guys get and done. You guys get <laughs> one guess on who sent me this. Okay. Who names their kid? Amaka, Ubaka. Dan Paquette. Yes. What wow. the hell is that? I, what is that? Well, I figured you guys are. I didn't get the text this before. I, yeah, well, I know just, that he just like once a month will text Adam and off the wall out of nowhere text. Like, what is that? Have you guys ever heard of the name Amaka, Ubaka? Dan, that was if just you're a listening. Text, there, was, there wasn't a link or anything? Nope. That was the text. Who names their kid Amaka, Ubaka, question mark. And your response? Let me Google. How do you spell Umaka Obaka? I haven't responded. I, How do you spell that, sorry. Adam? Um, A-M-A-K-A. Okay. Google you, finished it for me. So who is Umaka Do you tell Obaka? him it's a Nigerian name that means beautiful? <laughs> that racist <laughs> fuck. Wow. I'm is, shocked is that, that Jared got that. I wouldn't have guessed that. Well, I, I, that he I, said I don't know who else I would have guessed. But. I think I brought it up before. I guess I just assumed you guys would have guessed it just because I've talked about it before. But yeah, no. Oh, she's a, dude, I know what it is. So she's a Boston news person. And Dan's got a little jealousy going with the big oh, boy Boston News now versus local NBC 10 news. She's an anchor. Gotcha. Okay. We figured it out. Damn. So that's it. That's, that's all Nigerian I Nigerian beauty. That's fucked up, man. What's fucked up? That he's talking shit about her name. Oh, what was the name again? Amaka um, Ubaka. I can see that or being Ubaka. Adam's son's name. Amaka <laughs> Ubaka Cloutier. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sounds like Tim Biaka Batuka. He gets yes. his name and his, his kid. Love that. It. I knew I, knew I liked that name for a reason. Um, uh, so, 
has the election officially been called yet or what? You, I you think saw- there's still voting going on <laughs> in like Alaska, Georgia, <laughs> and I think North Carolina. <laughs> Did you see what I sent you guys like right before we jumped on the pod, that article about Mike Pompeo? Well, you didn't give us a whole lot of fucking time to read it. So. <laughs> no, I, I know. I, I, I was waiting for the thing and saw it on Reddit. Okay. So, or on Yahoo. So Mike Pompeo at his press conference, Secretary of State says, yeah, we're going to guarantee a smooth transition to a tr- President Trump's second term. <laughs> and who is this? Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State. Love it. So, so he's, he's the saying, guy filling in for the other guy, right? He's the third Secretary the, the of State. The third one. In, yeah. in four years. Who yeah. got fired? Who just got fired on Twitter? What was his name? That's I the Secretary of Defense. Oh, I'm sorry. I was mixing yeah, that this, up. This is getting fired left and right. <laughs> The first track. one was Rex Tillerson, then somebody else, now Mike yes, Pompeo. Tillerson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, yeah, so. Well, uh, if you listen to Trump supporters, uh, they want nothing to do with uh, a Trump concession. Here's a paid operation for this whole process. Here's the thing. Again, keep this in mind. 71,000, 71 million people voted for him. I think I'm... Um, I'm one of them, and I think I'm representative of them when I say, you go, Donald. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. Fight to the death. I don't want him to go out like John McCain or Mitt Romney, a squish who's, who's giving up in hopes of uh, seeing uh, his name, you know, getting applause from the New York Times or, or, or you know, meet the press or David Brooks or any of these people. F them. Screw them all. Fight to the death. That's what Trump supporters, that's why they like him. I couldn't believe people on Twitter saying that he should do what McCain did. They show this video of McCain saying, no, I don't want to tear the country apart. You know, he won. You know, God bless him. Good luck to him. I'm like, that's Trump was elected to be the anti-John McCain, to right. not be one of those <clears throat> establishment creatures. That <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Like, God forbid, Jerry, that someone say, yeah. See- peacefully concedes power right like what he just said about what john mccain said sounded like a per- perfectly rational human being i don't want to divide the country and tear it apart like i'm going to concede i wish the best of luck to you and jerry's like absolutely not i want nothing to do with that <laughs> that is the extreme rights take still as we sit here on the night of november 10th i haven't talked to any trump voters in gotten their opinion on whether he should concede or not have you guys you know a trump voter i was not one say, who would who, openly identify would as one yeah. i i mean i don't know i'm sure there there are people who just probably wouldn't say it but like callahan is insane he's insane yeah. well he represents yeah. that group of people that no matter what trump does no matter how erroneous anything he does or anything he says he they're gonna they're gonna support him till their dying day so I don't really take. A, I don't really put a lot of stock into just what ultimate like tribalism. Is. Yeah, exactly. well, it just shows the extreme right, which we don't often get to point and make fun of and laugh at. True. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the other, the flip side of the coin is, you know, we have a new president, and you know, it's a, it's a, a better day for every American. Uh, it's a happier day for every American, and uh, it's worth crying over. Well, it's easier to be a parent this morning. It's easier to. This is Van this Jones. Is, this is C- unwatchable. <laughs> on CNN, a host on CNN. Uh, this is probably a few days ago when they called it. Be a dad. It's easier. It's easier to tell your kids character matters. Give me a. Fuck. It matters. Telling the truth matters. 
being a good person matters. And it's easier for a whole lot of people. If you're Muslim in this country, you, you, you don't have to worry if the president doesn't want you here. If you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happier to have babies snatched away or send, send dreamers back for no reason. Looks like he's just trying to think of what to say next. That's why he's crying. for a lot of people <laughs> who have really suffered. You know, the, the, I can't breathe. You know, that wasn't just George this is incredible. Floyd. That was a lot of people that felt that they couldn't breathe. Every day you're waking up and you're getting these tweets and you just don't know. <laughs> and you're going to the store. And, and people who have been afraid to show their racism are getting nastier and nastier to you. And you're worried about your kids. And you're worried about your sister. And, and can she just go to Walmart and, and get back into the, her car without somebody saying something to her? And, 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 and you spent so much of your life energy. Jesus, this is this long? Together. And this is a big deal for us. Let's say everything he said there was completely legit. This fucking guy thinks that overnight all that shit changes and goes away. I'm 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 sorry. Did did racism not exist before 2016? Are we just coming onto this? I mean, if you watch this network, then... <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, the... there's still going to be really terrible people that do things of like course. that. Always. That's not going to change. Always. It's never going to happen. That's not going to change with an election. Do you guys believe Please. that those were even like real tears, and he really felt that strongly? That was the ultimate virtue signal. I would hope it's got to be even if even if he brought on real tears as if he were an actor. I mean, I would hope that that's like, oh man, I don't know. That I, was I have a hard cringe. time. I mean, he he's like he re, he likens George Floyd saying, "I can't breathe because someone's killing him," to everyday Americans <laughs> waking up to Donald up Trump's up Twitter tweets. feed. To, yeah, to Donald Trump's tweets. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, like, this is the world that we are now going to live in until, ugh. you know, eventually they get sick of doing it. it and there was a lot of people on social media posting very similar things. Oh, exactly yeah. Exactly who you'd picture. Luckily, it wasn't the majority, which I was very glad to see. Like, nobody I knew was, like, out there celebrating in the streets with these fucking bozos. Or like posting like their life. I know a couple of people who post their life changed like for the better, but it was just like <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Like, can anyone actually explain how it would get better? No, they, no? They, they they can't go that deep. So they're just Topical saying it baby. just because it's like this will get me likes. Topical. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Or, or it would just allow, it, it would um, require some critical thought to expand on that stuff. So I don't see that happening. I yeah. think that they've convinced themselves that doing that makes them a better person. And they think they're a really great person because they think that way. The more virtuous, the better person you are. So they yeah. just vocalize it. Yeah. The more um, rallies you go to, the more you post on social media. And, and you guys know that I am not a Joe Biden fan at all. But I will say, hearing his first couple press conferences it was like almost jarring hearing somebody speak presidential and it was definitely refreshing to not have to like 
roll your eyes and be like, oh, here we go again when he said something. Like he had that first thing he said, like this first day after being elected of everybody in America should wear a mask. Do it for your neighbors. Do it for your friends. Like that shouldn't have been breaking news. But the fact that like a president said that was kind of refreshing. Yeah, Did I you mean, I get what it? you're saying. I don't give a fuck because it doesn't change what anyone thinks about masks if, you know, Joe Biden says wear a mask. <laughs> it doesn't no, change it, it, a goddamn it thing. It doesn't, but it's the I right know you thing mean, to do. The optics of it, sure. It's, it's, yeah. it's better to have someone just saying the right things again, absolutely. And, and to say this isn't a left or a right issue, right? And to say, I don't care if you voted for me. Do this for your family, for your neighbors. Like, that was the right thing to say. Yeah, and, an and American president, no if, red if states, was, no blue states. If that was said from the get-go, I don't think masks would have ever even been politicized. Yeah, they, they were only politicized because Trump made them politicized. No, it would have been politicized through uh, just grassroots people. Would but have not said, at the level this. that it was. Well, it was only to the level that it was because they were reacting to Donald Trump saying it. It wasn't. It wasn't really on the ground as controversial as it was on MSNBC and CNN. I think this, the scientists would disagree with that. I think they're, they're saying that's a huge reason why numbers are spiking is because people still aren't wearing masks. You just said yourself, though. You see a mask every around, everywhere Around you go. us, yeah. I'm, I guess I'm thinking of the other parts of the country that still don't wear masks. Because like they don't you want were, to, though. It's not because the president told them. I don't them think it would have mattered or, if Trump yeah, said it or They don't want to wear it. They're, you know, like I said, Oklahoma, they're not wearing it. Just now, in Texas, selection. they are. In Texas, you everywhere you go inside, there is not a person in there without a mask on. No, that's good. That's refreshing. Now, they're not idiots, so they're not wearing masks when they're jogging, you know, in, in the street. Um, but everywhere you go inside, you know, everyone's got a mask on. So, you know, I, I get what you're saying 100%. It's just at this point, it's irrelevant. And I don't think anyone, anything would have changed if Donald Trump yeah. said wear a mask. I think, if anything, Trump just validated them and just made them feel stronger about not wearing the mask. Oh, yeah. But sure, I still you can think, argue that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but I still, you know, you're still going to have the people who are, you know, it's against my natural rights to be forced to wear this mask. Where, you know, the people in Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, I don't think they, were, they weren't going anywhere no matter who is president and who is advocating for masks or not. As they say in my business, I'm going to. I'm going to give you the whole load today. <laughs> <laughs> what Whoa. is that? that, that was Tell me you, more. That was uh, Biden uh, in, in the, uh, right after Jared's comment about him wearing the mask. That's what he said. <laughs> As they say in my business, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the whole load today. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear any of his uh, victory speech, him and uh, Kamala's? Yeah, I watched, I watched his. Yeah, so, like, it, it, I, I watched it with my students. I just, like, showed, like, this is a normal thing, you know, after a president wins. Because, like, they don't, know any, they don't know shit about the elections until, like, now, obviously, because they just started paying attention. But um, I didn't want to mention it, but the entire time when I was watching it prior to showing them, because, like, I think his speech was, like, 15 minutes long. And he started out fine. He was strong. He was enunciating and everything. And then by the end, he was starting to slip a little bit. It was just, he just, like, he was going a little too long at the end. And he was able – he keeps telling that same fucking story about his grandpa when he would oh, leave yeah, the house. He's, he's nothing but one-liners. Joey, like the keep the face. Joey. <laughs> Joey, Joey. Joey, it's love. <laughs> Joey, keep the faith. And my grandma would say, no, Joey, spread the faith. Spread it. <laughs> he keeps saying that over and over and over again. My uh, grandmama. 
Dude, you, you know, you know who else also my repeats the same things over and over again? Senile old people. Like when, oh, yeah. I see, when I see my Grammy, she tells the same 10 stories on repeat. So in that same assignment, like after they watched it, we watched it in class and they had like a few questions to answer just for like a homework assignment. And one of them was, do you feel optimistic or pessimistic about the new administration, the journey going forward for the next four years? And one, two, or, two or three of the students put, um, they feel pessimistic because uh, it was all health related for Biden. Like one of them put, because it really seems like Biden has early signs of dementia. <laughs> Literally put that. <laughs> like, a 12 year old like, put that. Yeah. It's great. Cause like it shows that, you know, as young as they are, they're, they're, they're picking up on these things. I yeah. mean, they're, dare or they I heard say their it. parents say it at the dinner table. Yeah. It could be that too. It could be that too. Um, so but the fact that they felt confident enough to just put that in a homework assignment, I was like, this is great. Like, I just, it's nice to get a different, because half of them were like, oh, it's going to be amazing. Everything's going to change. But like, my of course, life of course is it's not. Saved. Yeah, exactly. Like no one was like upset. It's like, uh, I'm upset because I wanted Trump to win. No one said that, but either people were like pumped, which again, they're kids. They don't know shit about this stuff. Or they just said, I'm a little worried about Joe. <laughs> general, yeah. Now, so. so speaking of his victory speech, right? I want you to listen to this uh, analysis. This is a uh, NBC kind of covering it. It, it was, and it was as it happens. You can kind of see the speech going on uh, on the side of him. And um, this guy, who's like a longtime, uh, you know, political historian, uh, you know, Demo Democrat contributor, uh, is analyzing um, Biden's speech now. You know, we, we, we obviously know what MSNBC is, but there are tons and tons, millions of people in this country that are going to this for what they think is honest news. Initial point, I'm not the historian you are, and I certainly don't have the Pulitzer on my shelf that you do. Do you concur that that is the way we are used to hearing from our presidents? Absolutely. Uh, tonight marks the entire election results. Mark a renewal of an American conversation where we're struggling imperfectly to realize the full implications of the Jeffersonian promise of equality that has taken us too long. Our, our work has been uh, bloody and tragic and painful and difficult and Lord knows it is unfinished. But at our best we try. And at our best, we are uh, vice president, the, sorry, the president-elect, I've got to get used to that. The president-elect uh, quoted Martin Luther King tonight, who quoted Theodore Parker, a 19th century abolitionist, talking about the arc of a moral universe being long, but it bends toward justice. It only bends if there are people like John Lewis and people like Jim Clyburn and people like the suffragists and people like the abolitionists who insist that it swerve. That's the dialectic of history. And what's unfolding now is the resumption of a conversation about who we are and who we want to be. And it's, it's and interestingly, because, interestingly, because of President Trump and because of the last four years, it's a reinvigorated and changed conversation. So I'll give you one guess as to who wrote the speech for Biden during his victory speech. Who wrote that? Who do you think wrote that? 
I saw it, but I forgot the guy's name. Was it the guy who was just talking? Yeah. It's yeah. fucking John Meacham who's talking right there. And he did not utter one word about the fact that he wrote the speech that he's analyzing on MSNBC. Yeah, dude. I'm so fucking over just like political theater just being so inauthentic. It's just disgusting. It's unfucking believable. Like, I, that was just shocking that no, they didn't even make note of it. It wasn't of course not. Well, why talked about they? at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, a nice old pat on the back for him, a self pat on the back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, this, this was also, uh, I'm just fucking hammering MSNBC today, but it's, it, it, it's <laughs> well, just well so goddamn easy. So this is uh, the, I, I think the night, either the night of the election or night after the election. So this is uh, Joy Reid, who's uh, an African-American woman who hosts uh, a show on MSNBC. And they're kind of talking about the fact that, you know, there are votes uncounted and Trump is, you know, falsely saying that he won and what can be the implications. Bold by him, so we'll see. Mm -hmm. Well, and the Supreme Court, and he he mentioned the Supreme Court and was very specific about that. He did telegraph as he was if he do could that. just take the election, call it over, right? Announce that there won't be any more voting, and that the Supreme Court will Correct. take over. That's and not how it works. It's not exactly clear that we can trust Amy Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh and these others not to be just like Bill Barr. And so I think what scares people is that if he decides to do something that. It legally makes no sense, and you're right, but Mr. Bauer is ready for him. But if somehow they manage to stumble into the Supreme Court, do any of you guys trust... What the fuck just happened? If somehow they manage to stumble into the Supreme Court, do any of you guys trust Uncle Clarence and Amy Coney Barrett and those guys to actually follow the letter of the law? No. I mean, it is a completely politicized Supreme Court that you can't just trust that they're going to do the right thing. Now, so far, the courts have actually been pretty good. So <laughs> we'll see. Brian. As I predict demise, they're actually been pretty good. They've been fine. But, but, you the know. most shocking thing is, did you hear what he, she called Judge Clarence Thomas, who's also an African-American? Uncle Thomas or something like Uncle that. Uncle Clarence. Oh. In other words, an Uncle Tom. Yeah. I and never no understood one cares. Uncle, that, I, that's I've never a, understood the uncle and racist thing. Like well, I've never, Uncle Tom is a yeah. is a derogatory term within the African American community, pretty much. Pretty much saying like you're like a sympathizer for like White oppression. People. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah. So so she's calling. Clarence Thomas, like a fake He's a black member person. of the highest court in our entire <laughs> land. He's calling him an Uncle Tom. And it do doesn't even make a headline. No, no. No, no cancel culture not. there, dude. Nope, no, no, it won't it won't be on any late night TV shows to make fun of. The Libtards won't tweet about it. Nope. Nope, not at all. But Christopher Columbus, he was the worst. <laughs> Take the statues down. <laughs> oh God. Um, so what what do you guys think about the allegations from now Trump and his entire team four days after they announced it and a week after the election that this was still rigged and he won. What do you think of those allegations? Are you referring to from the lawsuit Trump? in Pennsylvania? Is that the, the, one ele the election in general that he's still saying he won? Oh, well, it's, it's craziness. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, it's obvious what he's doing. He's just, he's just not going out quietly. He's going out kicking and screaming and he's getting applauded for it by his base. But 
I don't think there's any substance to it. Do you think there's any chance, no. like zero to one hundred percent chance, he ends up winning this election? Give me a percentage. Zero. <laughs> zero. Can I give a? You guys are both percentage? going with zero. Yeah. Not well, even do, one. Are, are you thinking? Do you? How are would you that giving, happen? They would have yeah, to prove I don't know either. massive voter fraud. In like four states. Right. And here's the thing, because the main lawsuit that I've been reading about is in Pennsylvania, which I think is funny because the two counties that he's focusing on in Pennsylvania are counties that he won. Dude, he, they have no idea what they're right. even trying to sue people for right now. So let's play, play the hypothetical game. Even if he somehow has the lawsuit go through in Pennsylvania and it works in his favor – that only takes away the 20 votes. And we still have three states that have not decided who their winner is technically. So even if you take away those 20 from his 290, he's still at 270. If they were able to overturn enough to give him Pennsylvania, which is 40,000-something votes. I think it's 45. I think it's 45,000. Yeah, like, like not a, a 800 votes or something like top, caught up Bush Gore in 2000. No. 45,000. But that's still not a lot, I guess. I, mean, I don't still think seems you like miscount 45,000. I, like, I don't think so either. Recount changes but, it, that. But, it, but if he overturned it in court, then that obviously means that there was, in fact, fraud to the extent that they thought, you know, certain votes shouldn't be counted. No, the, the lawsuit, Adam, correct me if I'm wrong, is whether they should have been allowed to accept votes that were postmarked yes, on election day after election day. Yeah, that, that's the main So, so there's, the there's no fraud even involved in the lawsuit. This was an actual law passed by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court saying they were allowed to. He's ruling that's unconstitutional. Oh, okay. So if it yeah. overrules, then that's the letter of the law. Correct, yeah. So that, that could be overturned. Yeah. But none, none of his actual lawsuits have any substance or even any details on fraud right, which is at why all. And, he, and he's submitted 12 of them and almost all of them <laughs> have been immediately disregarded like thrown away they're like dude we're not going to do this but the, law, the could, courts won't even give them the time how could pennsylvania and georgia like not see this coming though with, with, with these with oh, these it was inevitable it was inevitable yeah. i mean like look at florida like florida was a was again going into the election was going to be a highly contested focal point of you know of the way the election was going to go and they they counted the votes as they came in and and we knew by kind the United, crazy theory huh i i know right like let's just <laughs> let's just let, to eliminate any possibility of people thinking that we're fucking with 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 the election process let's just count them as they come in why did they wait so long to do this of course people are going to be wondering yeah they, fucked up. And, they definitely it, fucked they up did. Yeah. and it doesn't matter if you know, even if it's it's 100% accurate, right? Like natural, cynical people are just going to raise their eyebrows at, you know, those votes that came in in droves at 100 to 200,000 a clip, 100% Biden. Like yeah. that just raises eyebrows. Yeah. You know, and them kind of like stopping voting at night, redoing it in the morning is when you see those massive numbers. You know, it, it just leads to people being naturally skeptical. Right. It could be 100. I'm sure it is a thousand percent accurate, but you know, you can't expect you, human beings not to say anything about the way <laughs> this played out and right. how long it took and how, how it, you know, again, it, it's not necessarily shocking, right? I think a lot of people saw it playing out like this where Trump would, you know, possibly take a lead, right? And then all the, the late votes are counted yeah. for Biden. But it, it's just a, a strange way to see an election play out. 
do you think Trump believes that he actually won and he was cheated against? Well, or do this, you, is, do you, this is what is this is what the now president elect of the United States said. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. So, I mean, he kind of admits it there, right? And what was he trying hand, to say? Hand caught in a cookie. Who the fuck knows? He's trying to say, like, <laughs> we put together, you know, an organization to stop voter fraud. Yeah. 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 D didn't sound like that, but. An inclusive voter fraud organization <laughs> in the history of American politics. We did it. No one just Trump, I'd say, look, like he us. said it. He said it. <laughs> Now, what do you guys think of all of like his closest confidants, his yes men around him? So like Kaylee McEnany and, and all the other people who are totally just playing along with this delusional narrative. Like, what do you think is going through their head? I can't imagine if my boss was acting like that, like me being like, as you see the ship sinking, I'm going to keep playing along. It's like those yeah. musicians in the Titanic. Yeah, dude. I'm getting on that lifeboat. Yeah, they just can't. <laughs> yeah, and like, because I want to tell them, like, you know, it, part of it is like, hey, you still have a job to do, and, you know, your job is to work for the president. You know what I mean? But it's like, guys, if I were you, I'd just fucking jump ship now to make yourself look better for the next job. Yeah. Not ride this thing into the ground and just, like, embarrass yourself. I guess what the, what the angle would be for them is, like, and it could definitely play, you know, uh, negatively for them, but maybe they're trying to say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm only going to work for one side of the aisle here, you know, whether it's in the media or wherever else. So, you know, if I go down in flames, some Republicans are going to look at me and say, you know, fuck yeah, fighting the good fight, you know? So maybe, maybe, yeah, that's maybe thought process. I, I guess. Yeah. You're right. Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz, they both are fully backing it. They're the weaseliest spot most spineless politicians just ultimate puss bags that i've ever met <laughs> well dude like, I like donald was... trump called ted cruz's wife ugly to ted cruz's face and ted cruz has done nothing but gluck gluck on cheeto's dick Sw since then swinging from those little nuts yep he's loving it i mean all you gotta Robin do on. all you gotta do is look look at the like the old republican debate you know tape from back in like 2015 when Ted Cruz couldn't have been any more against Trump. And then all oh, yeah. of a sudden, you know, and that's common practice. You hear that a lot. Like, unless like, you know, Mitt Romney, I think has been very consistently not on Trump's side, no matter what, but you, you see that, you know, all these Republicans, like, you know, they, they, the whole GOP for the most part fell in line. Well, once, once Trump became, you know, the, the front and they're still in line and they're still in line. A lot of them are some at, some are, some are speaking out, but most are falling in line and they're going down with the ship. Well, it's not shocking. It's just so disgusting that like the people who are in the most power, whether it's them or it's the Democrats, Nancy and Chuck, like they are just couldn't be less authentic if they tried. Like you couldn't think of a fake, more fake, phony person whose job is to serve the public people than these leaders. I mean, there's no one in politics. Who do we know that's in politics that's genuine whatsoever? Probably nobody, but at least some people like Mitt Romney are like 
stepping up and saying like, all right, guys, like let's call a spade a spade. Right. And like some other Republicans and senators know, were he, saying he like, was against Trump the entire four years. Like yeah, that was easy for him. He's to been do. pretty consistent. But, but there's, there's been other uh, Republican senators that have done that. And like the Democrats, like still acting like they crushed the election, despite embarrassing themselves in the house and the Senate elections where they thought they were going to win. Like they're just not even going to try and do anything to improve. They're just, I, I don't know. They're just, Oh, they're going to, they're going to go even further to the other end. L- listen, listen to this. This is incredible. Um, this was on, oh, shocker, MSNBC. Let me first say, Craig, I'm so happy we're having this conversation because we have to first acknowledge that a majority of white voters cast ballots to affirm that they were at least okay with some form of white supremacy. So until that side of the divide gets their, you know what, together, I'm not really interested in leading a conversation about what black voters didn't do, about what Latino men didn't do. Get your side of the aisle together and then we can have that conversation. But because we're having a family conversation here, I will tell you, I think, um, look, there are people who feel ignored by the Democratic Party. Um, When I sat in the anchor chair on MSNBC, we have centered black men at the conversation because I don't think enough people are talking to them. And you see in the Republican Party, and even in, in the Democratic Party, I would say, that they can go and talk to Joe the Plumber and they can go and talk to coal miners. And there seems to be this effort to appeal to red state voters and Trump state voters, which can feel like a slap in the face to those of us who have upheld this. And you even see that with the conversations we're having across networks now. These conversations that are being led by political anachronisms who, quite frankly, do not represent the rising majority of the country. And immediately after black voters saved this country from itself, the conversation went to, but guys, wait, we need to try to understand the other side. Or guys, I hope this is a lesson to Democrats that they can't go too far left. Yet again, what a slap in the face to us after everything that black people did in this country. So I think we have to change the conversation. (laughs) I mean, they'll never, ever learn. They're just going to continue to go that way in the media and poison pill themselves. Because they I, I don't think they have any interest in learning or any interest well, in doing clearly, anything different. She just yeah. said exactly that. She goes, I have no interest in having a conversation unless you vote Democrat. Yep. It's just absurd. <laughs> it's fucking which, which, which is exactly what we talked about with this echo chamber that, that libtards are, are creating for themselves. Just yeah. like they, I only want to hear what I'm hearing. And if you don't agree with me, I'm not going to, I don't want to explain myself. Either you're with me or you're a white supremacist. Yeah, and, and they, they fucking eat their own, dude. L- listen to this. So th- this is uh, Eva Longoria. Um, and I listened to it, and I was like, I don't understand. What are people mad about? If everyone got that on Tuesday night at 9 p.m., what you just walked mm-hmm. us through, the huge margins I walked through in the last segment, uh, the power of young voters, and particularly a diverse coalition, and, and really co- people of color, but specifically women of color, putting Joe Biden over yeah. the top and what that means, if that all yeah. just exploded along with you know a, a clear electoral vote margin a, a Tuesday night, that might have sunk in. Instead, we had a lot of other stuff between then and now that doesn't really matter. And so I, I wonder what you think about that, because going forward, yeah. this is also about power. And does the Democratic Party understand why it's back in power? Yeah, I think I think you bring up a good point. I mean, I think, uh, you know, campaign financing needs to be looked at. I think the way in which we campaign, there were so many false ads in Florida in Spanish. Spanish wasn't regulated the same as in English. And so uh, I do think we need to take a look at that. Again, our, our work is just beginning. But I want to talk about what you just said about the women. The women of color showed up in big ways. Of course, you saw 
uh, in Georgia, what what uh, uh, black women have done, but the Latina women were the real heroines here, beating men yeah. in turnout in every state and voting for Biden Harris at an average rate close to three to one. And and that wasn't surprising to us. You know, Latinos are the CEOs of the households. They make all the financial decisions, health care decisions and educational <laughs> decisions. Many Latinas are small business owners and they wanted a plan for recovery um, for themselves, not for Wall Street. And so Trump's policies were never aimed at the struggling Latina community. And, you know, if you look at voter suppression on top of that, how Latinas showed up, even through through the closing of polling places and the shutting down mm. of drop-off sites and new voter ID laws and long lines and driving 30 miles and, and all of that. And on top of that, restrictions and safety protocols of a, of a pandemic, that spirit and perseverance that, that Latinas use in their daily lives, the struggle to pay their bills and the struggle to show up to their jobs and homeschool their kids and take care of their elders, that's the same perseverance and spirit they use to show up at the polls. Not that radical, right? I don't think there was anything radical at all that she said right there. People on social media criticized Longoria, 45, for downplaying the black woman's vote with her remarks, citing exit poll statistics that were reportedly roughly 90% of black women voted for President-elect Joe Biden versus about 69% of Latino women. Uh, According to the Associated Press, many black women were motivated by President-elect Biden's choice Uh, for vice president who was uh, half black. Um, Eva Longoria had to go and apologize for what she said there. Absurd. Because liberals wanted to cancel her. And she had to, watching this, this is Eva Longoria now, watching this back, I can see that this sounds like I'm comparing Latinas to black women, which I would never do. I was comparing Latinas to their male counterparts. My wording was not clear. Black women have uh, long been the backbone of the Democratic Party, something we have seen play out in this election. Uh, they deserve a standing ovation. Uh, over 90% of black women showed up for Biden. Uh, finally, they shouldn't have to do it alone. Um, again, I'm so sorry for the confusion and lack of context. That's fucking insane that that woman had to apologize for what <laughs> and, and we just heard. And enough to actually apologize. Well, because that that's, you know, she's one of them. So she feels like, oh, I got to apologize and bend the knee and, you know, be Her better. Her words were aimed at supporting minorities. Of course. But she, it's ridiculous. But she didn't support one minority enough. She only complimented them a little bit. Oh, my God. She needed to compliment them more. Like, do you, do you think it's better in a way that Biden won for this kind of stuff? Like, do you think we'd be hearing, we'll be hearing more and more like, will, will this will this news continue with I hope not, man. social je- I hope like, not. like the whole social thing that we cringe about? Will that continue now that Biden has won? Or do you think I don't know? I'm just curious, like like these kinds of stories where people are getting canceled up and oh, like, absolutely, gonna- absolutely. It will continue. Jesus They'll just Christ. pick different targets. I mean, now you're going to hear uh, all the, about how the Supreme Court is racist and you know, um, how they're terrible people and it was a political stunt, um, you know, and they'll go after McConnell and they'll go after the Senate and they'll call them racist. I mean, they're going to bludgeon people to death until they submit. And I don't until see it they, ever stopping. As Jared put it, bend the knee. Yeah. Bend the knee. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they have to do. That's what they absolutely it, have to do. You know what nobody's brought up? Like what got Donald Trump elected in the first place? It was the Democrats becoming the do-nothing Democrats, right? You had record voter turnout for Obama. 
He did nothing that was promised. He was a corporate Democrat. Yeah. Trump gets elected. They stumble into a super messy and Biden underperformed Hillary in almost every metric. There was just larger voter turnout. And he's going to be elected or he is elected again. I guarantee you this turns into a Democratic bloodbath, dude, because they're going to do absolutely nothing to help rural America, working class America. They're going to lose the House in two years. And whether it's Donald Trump or somebody else who's populist who runs next time, they are going to get the floor cleaned with them for just not even trying to relate to other people and changing what got them in this situation in the first place. And then what do they do in four years, Jared? They'll cry that, you know, we live in such a, just like that woman said, Mm -hmm. everyone, 71 million people she called basically a white supremacist. Yes, it's a poor white white supremacy. Black people who voted yeah. for Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> people are forgetting. That there Americans, a... including Latinos there were and Latinos. More, more min- minorities voted for Trump this year than last election. Dude, he had Nobody's more minority votes than any president since 1960. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, every one of those people are okay with white supremacy. They're <laughs> fucking out of their mind. And, and I think, to my point I just made... Like, this will be the extinction of the Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer-led Democratic Party if this is what they stick to. Because you're going to now, so say you have four years of Biden doing absolutely nothing and cancel culture still being loud, you're going to have all of those minorities vote for the Republican Party again, and you're going to have a whole lot of people who only voted for Biden because he wasn't Donald Trump also vote for the Republican Party. And it's going to be the demise of these do-nothing Democrats who stand for absolutely nothing but virtue Good. signaling. And I hope it's the rise of the squad and AOC, and they continue to get fucking pummeled into submission. Oh, that'd be great. That, that's they'll, thing they'll, too they'll is... never embrace AOC in the squad. Not, not as long as the leadership is who it is now. Well, that's your point, right? Is eventually it'll break, you know, and then these fucking, you know, whack jobs will be, you know, leading the country. Eventually. But I, I do right. think there's something to be said for Trump performing as well as he did in the last two elections as a populist and standing up for working class America, even if it's only in words, versus being an extremely liberal populist. I don't think those have to be the same thing. Yeah, because the, the, what AOC and all those you know, radical left people run on, I don't think appeals to middle America. I agree with you. I, I don't think people want free handouts. People want their jobs back. People want an ability to make a earning wage. Things like $15 minimum wage, I think that does appeal to middle America. Um, yeah. and, and good health care, I think that does appear, appeal to middle America. But I think a lot of the extreme things, I promise you middle America doesn't want to defund the police. No. Right, and, right. And, and when you think about like the, the, the Democratic Party led to their own demise in the recent election with like the Senate and the House of Reps, I mean, you guys, you guys remember, we, we were talking about how the, the Democratic Party was pretty much assuming they were going to get control of the Senate. And they were already, you know, once um, Amy Comey Barrett was sworn in, they were pretty much making threats saying there will be, re- there will be retaliation from yeah. our side. We're going to get rid of the filibuster. We're going to take a look at the Electoral College. We're going to pack the courts, all this stuff. They just assumed they were going to waltz in and win all of those seats. And instead, they fell on their fucking face 
And a big part of it was, again, like, like things we just discussed, but also when you think about how long people were pleading for defunding the police and all that stuff, like that resonates with people in a negative way. A lot of people were turned off by that shit. Like, how do they not think that? And again, it brings up like the civil war that's going on within the Democratic Party. I think you brought it up, Jared, when we last recorded, like Biden was kind of running against, he was running against Trump, but he was also running against the other half or the other side of the Democratic Party and trying to distance himself in a way to help his appeal with voters. So they, they, they've just been, you know, the, the cause of everything that we've talked about in a negative way for the Democratic Party minus Biden winning has all been their own doing. It's all been it, created by themselves. Yeah. It's just so puzzling to me that it needs to be an extreme to try and run on things that people care about. Like the, the it was even on Fox News, like um, $15 minimum wage had like 74% support in America, highlighted on Fox News. Um, Medicare for all had like 60 something percent support in America. I don't believe that poll. It was on 67%? Fox News. 67%? It was, it was 60 something percent. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Sounds like but, but the my, polls my we point... saw in the last few months. Say that again? <laughs> so it sounds like a lot, a lot of the polls we saw in the last uh, few months. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that the polls are accurate, but it's just crazy that like neither political establishment, Trump aside, even tries to run on things that people care about. Like the Biden slogan was, this is for the soul of the nation. No substance. Exactly. No, here's what we're going to do to help you. No, your wage hasn't increased in 10 years. It's we're going to bring things back to how they were in 2012 when you hated us enough to re- elect a reality TV star. Who the hell thinks that's a good strategy? All right. 70 something million people. Yeah. Let's say yeah. the most <laughs> votes in American uh, political history. But I, all right, I I'm not, one of them. Yeah, it's I, not I for voted. Those, yeah, it's not for those reasons. Correct. You're right. Like they could have very easily also have lost this election. Oh my God! It, it, Trump had every opportunity. Yeah. Every opportunity to win the it, election. He if he COVID didn't happen, he wins in a landslide. Even if COVID happened, right? We, that, we that's talked what I was going to say next. If COVID, if COVID happened happens, and he took it seriously, yeah, exactly. he still wins in a landslide. I think oh, so. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. so they stumbled into this win, and sure. they're doubling down on the soul of the nation, baby. Yeah. And, and instead of trying to figure out why it was that close, everyone's an idiot. Everyone's a white supremacist. Yeah. Yep. Not they're, even they're, acknowledging no, what could have gone wrong. Like they're not yeah. like they're not going back to the drawing board and say, "Okay, guys, where do we screw up here? What went wrong? Let's let's rewind the tape and see how what do we happened. how do we." appeal to some of those people what what about us is so is such a turnoff Instead, we just lost the minority vote for the first time in democratic history democratic <laughs> party history instead it's well they must be racist they well, must obviously be racist, they support white supremacy let you know and black people the they must be racist like those are the thought leaders on that side of the aisle yeah What's or at least the emerging thought leaders and and in the media i mean maybe maybe it's a bit of a stretch of me to say it's actually like you know uh congressional sentiment you know congressional yeah. majority sentiment or whatever but you know it's certainly what everybody other than fox news talks about in the media so 
I was reading an article about like Nancy Pelosi running for re-election of the leader of the house. Yeah. And so it listed her age and then it listed like the top three ranking Democrats in the house's age, dude, there was nobody younger than 78 years old. In where? In the house, the house leaders. (laughs) Really? her, Her, Jim Clyburn and one other person, it was like 82, 79, 78. Those are the people calling the shots in the Democratic Party right now. Yeah. And now our, a 77-year-old president. Yeah. Now, right. Going on 116. You know? <laughs> and we wonder why things have consistently stayed the same in this country. Dude, 80. When those same. Yeah. Like, would you trust an 82-year-old to, <laughs> like, make a doctor's <laughs> appointment, show up, drive there, show up on time, and make it home safely? Dude, when you get in your eighties, like like the like the kids take over and start doing those things for you, and yet yes. we're entrusting these people to pass to to attempt to pass stimulus, to pass legislation, to to improve our lives, and things have just gotten worse. It just it just clicked with me. Shocker, things have gotten worse as they've gotten older. So there's a direct correlation to that. I mean, you you know who's playing the role of the kids with them being the elderly parents? They're donors. Large corporate donors are their kids telling them when to make their doctor's appointments, what to do, how to live their life, because it's for the better. They're they're going to the grocery store for them. And too old and too not trying to rock the boat to do anything about it. So are you okay that you might have just voted for Kamala Harris? I don't like Kamala. And I like Biden more than I like Kamala, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that it's a stretch. I think I, I that we like a demented uh, seventy-seven year old. Yeah, I, I know, I know, but it, I think it speaks to more about uh, Kamala than it does about Biden. Would have voted for Bernie in a heartbeat. Bernie over both of them. Ooh, he's back. There's a little bit. There's a little spark inside there. <laughs> Is Bernie running again? What do you think? If Bernie, why runs not? Again, we got, why we got problems? Wait, we, just, we got dude, problems he, if he does or he doesn't. He's older than Biden. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, why Why not? He's going to be 82. So that means if he got elected at 82, he would leave his first term at 86 years old and his second term at 90. When you're 90, you're in a nursing home. He's a kook. He is a kook, but he's my kook. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'm trying to see if I got anything else that kind of dovetails into what or from what we were talking about oh remember we were t- so we were talking last episode and none of us had any fucking clue what it was the national popular vote interstate oh, compact oh yeah, yeah, yeah did you figure it out that is a real fucking thing and uh let's see i'm gonna i, I told you the states that uh are in it uh last time but i'm just gonna g- kind of give it here again just to give some context so we have uh and let's try to and i didn't do it myself but let's try to think as we go through how many of these states are blue or red states so we've got california colorado connecticut delaware dc hawaii illinois maryland mass new jersey new mexico new york oregon rhode island vermont and washington so those are all states that are currently in that interstate compact so in the Yes, I would say that the vast majority, just by listening to that, it's it's primarily. It, is, is, oh, it's Vermont, all blue states. Yeah. Is Vermont blue? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, then they're all blue. Yeah. Yeah. They're all blue. So, yeah. Shocker. Because we were trying to say, like, well, what the fuck? Like, why didn't we hear about this? How is this like possible? Like, we would have heard about it on the news. 
So the deal is that those current states that we just left it, listed off, I think uh, there's like 16. Uh, so those represent 196 electoral votes. In That's order, in right, in order to have this, from what this article reads as, in order to have this go into effect, all they need is to have enough states that equal to 270 electoral votes, and that will go into place. Wow, that's scary. That's I think maybe, terrifying. That's that's maybe, awful. Maybe the reason it hasn't like been acknowledged is because those states always vote blue anyways, and the popular vote winner is always blue, yeah. so it hasn't like come to fruition. But yeah, right. I mean, if there becomes a situation where a Republican wins the popular vote. And your I don't state, think they'll be a very happy, right? Dude, there will be I don't think revolts. They'll be very happy about that. Uh, uh, imagine Trumpy comes back in 2024, <laughs> wins the popular vote, and all 14 of these states have to vote for Trump. Can you imagine what these San Francisco fucking right now, yuppies are going to do? Like we said, right? They would need some other states in order to enact it in order for it to actually happen. But if it did, right, you would assume a vast majority of them would be uh blue states and like this is what they don't care about they don't care to think about what happens if the the shoe falls on the other foot they are very confident that they have and will have the popular vote uh for a long time so they're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that this country recognizes the popular vote and abolish the electoral college and so it takes a massive piece of legislation and a, a constitutional amendment to actually abolish it so they just fucking work around it and do yeah. this interstate fucking national popular vote compact and that could en entirely change now luckily i think those things can get voted down too so you could see them quickly go back the other yeah way, i but... mean it's but it's still scary that if That's they can get that many insane. states because you ty how many votes did you say that accounted for 196 all right, it's a lot. So 74 more. 74 more. I mean, ugh, it's not, not out of the question. No. Certainly not out of the question. No. So I needed to follow up on that because we finally, I think, got some answers. Yeah. That certainly um, clears yeah. it up a little bit more. So, so far, uh, it's 15, not six. So this is uh, directly from the article. So, uh, so far, 15 states and the District of Columbia have approved the pact, covering 196 electoral votes of the required 270 to win the presidency. That 270 matters. Uh, the states that have approved uh, legislation to join the compact agreed it would not take effect until the 270 threshold is reached. Once it does, those states will have the power to use their electoral, electoral college votes to elect a winner, uh, according to the popular vote. Jesus. That is crazy. Up. Yeah, that is fucked up. It's, literally, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an exact definition of a loophole. <laughs> that that they that they eventually figured out because I mean the Democratic Party has been talking about getting rid of the electoral college for a long time. Yeah, they just, uh, of course, yeah, yeah. So I mean this, you know, smart, you know, kudos to them for figuring it out. And that, that they I wonder though, what do, what do you done. think? Uh, if you know Republicans had historically won the the national popular vote, do you think they would be having that same conversation or no? I think they would. Probably. I, I, mean, I think both sides are just as slimy. No, 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 no. Like I'm this. sorry. I'm saying I was I was making a joke saying, do you think Democrats would still be? Oh, oh, not a chance. Down the door? Not, right. not a chance. Right. Absolutely not.
They, oh, yes, they of, didn't of like gerrymandering the until they had the ability to gerrymander, and now they're totally okay with it being a law. Yeah, right. they are very selective. Yeah. So uh, I, I wanted to touch on the um, Secretary of uh, Defense being fired. Okay. So the sec- acting Secretary of Defense, who, again, I think is the third in four years um, for Trump, was fired via Twitter yesterday. And <laughs> Is the- it via or via? I've heard I both. Via. I don't know either. Is it via? I've heard via a lot, I mean, too. You can say both. All right. Cool. Via bothering me. Twitter. Um, and the reason that the, well, let me say this, the media immediately came to this guy's back saying, what a hero. He was not a yes man to Trump and Trump fired him. So fucked up that Trump fired this guy, blah, 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 blah. So then a little bit more information comes out today and our crew, Crystal and Sager, of course, they get to the bottom of it. The reason that Trump fired him was because Trump is trying to get troops home from Afghanistan before he's out of office or before the end of the year. Okay. And this guy refuses. And he says, the only way we will do it is the same way that's been put in place since we originally got there and tried to withdraw troops. It's called a pending withdrawal. And the pending status is Afghanistan being a free democracy. (laughs) That's quite the pending so, status. Yeah. <laughs> cool. so, well, so that's why we're still there 20 years right. later. So the media is fully backing this guy, saying that he's not a yes man. Trump's an asshole for firing. Trump's trying to get our troops home. And then they take it one step further. Before this guy was Secretary of Defense and in his most recent job, guess who he was a lobbyist for? What company? Raytheon. Raytheon. He was a Raytheon lobbyist. So this guy is 100% tied to the military-industrial complex trying to keep us in unnecessary wars to make Raytheon money. And because he's doing so, he got treated as a hero by the liberal media only because Trump <laughs> fired him. That is like, a great research project, Mo, and an unbelievable example of their hypocrisy. It's just absolutely absurd. So this guy's about to cash out and make millions from Raytheon for being the secretary of defense. I'm sure getting them a ton of contracts and now he'll get his payday and he's an American. What do you think all the 20 something year olds would say about Democrats supporting endless wars? If that's what that, if that was something that, you know, was talked about, like that's another miss, right? For Trump that could have been, uh, yeah. you know, going on for months leading up to the campaign, but he didn't. Do, that know, was the knock. That was didn't big, even talk on it. That was right. a big knock on the Obama administration. He was with just that whole obsessed thing. Yeah. with telling everybody that we're going to be, you know, taken hostage by liberals. It's like, dude, talk about something real, please. And maybe it'll have an impact. Yeah. Because that would have, if he had brought troops home, you know, that would have been a super powerful thing. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's even brought this up with the Democrats and the libtards. Like, hey, you know that Joe Biden supported the war in Iraq and was part of the knowing it was an, a fake narrative, weapons of mass destruction. Like, that was passed by Congress that we invaded Iraq, and he supported it. Yeah, I mean, you could argue this, I'm sure, right? I don't know, but I'm sure there's a lot of people still in Congress that were there back then that supported it, right? Oh, I mean, there's absolutely and, plenty of people. Which, which makes it even yeah. more disgusting because— I'm, well, I'm assuming you, that they're given the facts before they vote on whether we should go to war. I doubt Not it. just Colin Powell saying they've got weapons of mass destruction. There's no evidence behind there, it. There's no way the entire 
House and Senate knew all the all the in- intricate details. I don't believe that for a second. I think the the people at the highest ranking did, like the, the people, Secretary like of Defense, def- the President yeah. of the United States. Yeah. You know, Wasn't the evidence something about like yellow cake uranium being like remember. transported? I remember that specifically for some reason. We don't need to dig that back up. <laughs> Let's, I never even heard well, of yellow we were, cake. We, we, so we were talking about it, so I figured I'd throw that out there. But it, yeah, I mean, it, it's just that that is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the Dick Cheney movie? Yeah. With no, um, Christian Bale, it, it was. was it's definitely worth watching. A lot of it's on the war in Iraq. Yeah, because he was, was former Halliburton CEO, becomes George W.S. puppet master, and coincidentally lies us into a war that makes Halliburton trillions of dollars. Right, like that, that's you know you want to talk about like things in American history that you know we should look down upon you know in at least recent memory. Uh, why are we so concerned about Donald Trump and why don't why isn't anybody to talk about that kind of shit? We lied troops. our way into war, that and we're still there, and killed thousands and yeah. thousands and thousands of innocent Iraqis and Americans, and and a couple thousand Americans, but tens of thousands Iraqis killed with drone strikes. I don't care and other shit. I care about the Americans. Yeah, I, I care more about the American troops. I'm a global guy. I'm a global guy. It was it's it, it's it, you know really fucked up the shit that happened and. You know, to your point, Jared, it's that military industrial complex that, you know, I, I'm going to be honest, like I didn't really understand until super recently because I just never looked it up or cared to, you know, know about it. But when you understand, like, the influence that those people have, you know, yep. what I mean, and the power they hold and the reason why they're making the decisions they're making and people's lives are at risk, you're like, holy shit. Yep. Like, how they're is this the, they're kosher? They're the lethal, lethal puppet masters. Of our federal government. God, fuck. Crazy shit. You got so we're about to have our fourth Secretary of Defense in four years. Great, great record for Trump. Yeah. Good job, Trumpy. <laughs> um, so I got a political thing, but it's not about American politics Is it gonna that be we can take a break from. Um, I don't think it's boring. I think it's very interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the whole thing with... Putin that's uh he's stepping down um, i heard the rumor can you corroborate it well it was just an article that i read i, I guess i don't i haven't like disinformation well it's an article i read so i'm going along with it for now but i guess so they have six-year terms there so he's like obviously in the middle of his second consecutive term i want to say because i think he was president up until like 2008 and then he was like prime minister and then he went back to being president and just like pretty much running all the Russian politics in general. And that, that's, that's common news. Everyone knows that he, he calls the shots. So he's stepping down reportedly, but not before he passes some very interesting legislation in the Russian, you know, I think it's the, the federal assembly is like their version of Congress pretty much. Okay. And the law that they're passing or his people are passing is that presidents can no longer be held accountable for any crimes that were committed during their time as president. So I, so I guess there, <laughs> <Sounds legit. laughs> so, yeah, so I guess there, there was a standing law in their constitution, which I was going to remind myself, you know, cause like the USSR, collapsed in 1991 and it wasn't until like 1993 when like russia had like its first legit constitution so it's just kind of interesting to think about but 
in their constitution, they had a law, you know, that, you know, a president pretty much is pardoned for anything while they're president. But once they are no longer president, then it's kind of, you know, open season at that point. So before he decides to leave, he's getting this passed and it looks like it's going to get passed through their version of Congress. So that way he can kind of just ride off into the sunset and not have to worry about, you know, the invasion of Ukraine or, or all these other horrible atrocities that he's, um, very much responsible for had a very, very large hand in uh, manipulating there. Cause even though they are a, a Republic, technically um, we all know that it's kind of a sham. So could you uh, imagine the crimes that he committed over 20 years in power? I mean, it's, it's it, probably it a be, very, I'm very assuming long. He's definitely a, probably killed look. someone with his hands. He just looks like that kind of guy. Dude, he's oh, he's yeah. former he's KGB. Former, yeah. So he's definitely yeah. like a trained assassin. He, so, you know, he, he recently, boy. he recently oh, yeah. had a um, Ukraine opposition politician poisoned in an airport. Remember hearing that? Uh, that was this year, right? Yeah, it was this year. He, he yeah. had him, they gave him ricin and the guy's been in the hospital ever since they tried to murder him in an airport. I mean, between the, part, the, part of that, like I respect, I'm just so glad <laughs> I'm not a part of it and don't live there. Well, it, it's, it's just like, that's the kind of shit we see on the fucking movies. Yes. It's literally a movie, dude. Exactly. <laughs> And now, you know, as, as just before he leaves, you know, he's making sure that no matter what he's done, it's going to be covered up or just not brought up at all. And they, they can't get any litigation that, you know, goes after him. So, you know, all the journalists he's put in jail, all of the people, political, you know, opponents that have been just dead, you know, killed for whatever reason that they don't elaborate, which he obviously had a hand in. He's going to be just fine after that up. so i guess apparently he has parkinson's i think that that's that, that's another that's yeah, you're right that that is what one I of yeah that's that's the reason why i think some people our people are saying that he's stepping down and he just um, wants to ride off into the sunset in the mountains of kiev dude, <laughs> exactly that fucking fdr text that you sent was <laughs> one of the fucking funniest <laughs> things i've ever read in my how life. scary is i dude, saw was... that and it's immediately reminded me of myself that, that's that, that, that's just a that's just a day in the life of of, of Jared Morelli. How's the buttholes looking? I mean, it's only uh, Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. Yeah, it's only it's only Tuesday. So nice and healthy. There's a lot of time left. I can't wait for our listeners to hear that back and forth. How's my buttholes looking? <laughs> just pink and healthy. So yeah, it just made uh, me think that as fucked up as our politics are in this country which they are and they rival pretty much any other country and in some ways um it could always be a little bit worse in a country like russia yeah a Um, lot worse speaking of things that people you know want to make you do do you are you guys gonna are you gonna take the vaccine jared when it comes out i won't be in a rush to get it because honestly i don't really care if i get covid like I almost kind of want to get people, it. Dude. Yeah, it's not well, about you, I want you, them Jared. to get the vaccine. I want anybody who's <laughs> at risk and immunocompromised to get the vaccine because they need it. Like, I kind of want to get COVID this winter, so I just don't have to worry about it anymore. Is that in your, like, plans? Do you have that, like, I, w- I, I wouldn't somewhere? Like, I wouldn't be mad if I got it as long as I was didn't have serious Jared symptoms. has the contact tracing app on his phone and he's just going to look for the hot spots. <laughs> That's actually who I'm going on dates with, <laughs> yeah. people who have COVID. Jared, as as two witnesses of what what your body has to go through when you get the common cold or the yeah. flu, I don't know if you should be hoping you get COVID. 
I'm, I'm mean, just looking out. I'm just looking out for you. I know. Uh, like I, I, I'm willing to put up with like a few days of it sucking and being bedridden. <laughs> I just don't want to go on a ventilator. I don't want to touch a hospital. Are you, are you trying? Are you trying to? Jared. Are you trying to reason with COVID? Are you trying to just look? Ma- hey, make the rules just be you- easy on me. All right. <laughs> I, I've been relatively healthy, other than like pigging out last week. But so I think I'd be in okay shape if I got COVID. So, so your demands, as you've as you've said them just now, that. You're not going to get the vaccine, but you demand that everyone else gets it. No, not <laughs> and, everyone. Anybody, and that, who, anybody and, who I need to worry about, don't worry about me. Worry about you. Get the vaccine. That's if, my you, motto. if you were at risk, would you get the vaccine? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so far, the, the one that the one no. that Pfizer released, what is that? The, the numbers are like 90%, 90% efficacy. Yeah. I, also, I wouldn't be afraid now. Dude, these anyone, pharma companies, man. Like they don't want the liability of rushing something to market with serious like negative side effects. No way. Yeah. Well, my thing is like, how do you know how it's going to affect yourself in years from now? How do you ever Long-term know what, what any drug know. vaccine is going to yeah. do? You don't. Even their phase three trial doesn't go. I mean, what is it like a, a year at most? Yeah. I don't even think it's that long. So yeah. I mean, who we're net, we're not going to know the, the long-term effects until, you know, I mean, you, you could say the, the same thing about all those crazy theories of um, some vaccines giving kids autism. Like, well, those have been largely disproven. But I've also heard some crazy stories that like, you can't prove it, but there was a guy who was on Rogan once. Uh, I forgot the comedian's name. And he said his kid got his vaccine. He was like two or three years old, super high energy, like high on life kid. And then he's like real foggy eyed for like a, a day. And like, all right, you heard that happens sometimes with kids get vaccines and he just never snapped out of it. He was autistic the rest of his life. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I wouldn't kind of like my voter fraud thing. I'm sure it's happens. You know, I'm sure it's just not overwhelming. So. You know. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm an anti-vaxxer. I'm, I'm a pro-vaxxer. I will vaccinate my kids. And I will ask people who are immunocompromised to please just get vaccinated to go around so i can go people? back to bars <laughs> yeah yeah no, people, I need to, instead of nothing, instead of meals on wheels nothing, it's vaccines on wheels nothing selfish about this request i'm doing it for you guys but i really just want to go back to a bar so please <laughs> so, well, get vaccinated right. here here's your other option you don't want the vaccine then you can't complain that i'm getting making you at risk you have those two options why don't you just get the vaccine yeah but dude it's harder for some people to get it than others I, just I'm like not voting like, right totally against getting the vaccine like if if everybody's like jerry you should get the vaccine like <laughs> <laughs> how easy he submits like i don't Come have on, any man. i, I don't have vaccine. anything like any reason not to get it but i also don't have any reason to get it uh to help well, the general yeah. public, Jared. Do you understand you, how this works? You understand. I'm, I'm when already, the vaccine comes out, they're going to have an entire campaign rolled out about <laughs> what heroes all the people who get vaccinated are. So you're telling me Nick Savage is going to put a picture of his vaccine band-aid on Facebook? 1,000%. Great call. Great that's call. Gonna, that's going to be the new that's I voted new, sticker. Exactly. It's a little bandage. <laughs> Boom. Great. He'll post a picture side-by-side side with him uh, with Biden with a band-aid on. Yeah. So he's just like him. I mean, I just don't think I need it. <laughs> but why are you guys going to get that it? sound clip of Jared croaks in six months? <laughs> just, I, look, I don't fucking need it. I, I, famous I last words. I don't really think I need it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Imagine if all these like symptoms I have on a day-to-day basis is because I actually am like diabetic and all that and I just haven't been tested <laughs> and I do get it and I actually am, you know, He's one of the most high-risk individuals in the country. I guess I'm, I'm just still confused high cholesterol. about your reasoning because you're saying like, I really don't have any reason not to get it, but I don't have any reason to get it. Like, why not? Yeah, it's just- like I, I don't care enough to get it or not get it. It's like, I guess if, if I'm walking by like a, a vaccine stand one day, they're hey, if I happen out, to walk like, by a CVS and someone stabs me in the arm as I walk by, then like, I won't be like, mad. Yeah, sure, sure, I won't I be upset about it. Take like an hour out of my day to go do it. <laughs> All right, so now we we've gotten to the main crux of the whole thing. Is that what is really Jared's time worth? Th- th- this brings us back to the fucking button bush debate of walking to the fucking gas station to get ice cream <laughs> and that and, and look, look with inflation and uh, as he's gotten older that price per hour of jared's precious oh time has skyrocketed Dude. naturally hey there's up. only one thing you can't make more of time it's the most valuable commodity on earth love Tell it that to dr That's strange an answer as you can get it as you can get there why are you guys gonna get the vaccine Fuck no. I'm an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> I'm going to get the vaccine. I mean, like I said, I don't have any I'll reason wait till, not to I'll wait till Adam does. Yeah, maybe, 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 you know, I'll I'll take the plunge. I'll do it first. We'll see what happens. He'll be the control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we know if I'll Adam goes control. autistic, not much will change. So we That's what I mean. It's like that. we'd be like, uh, I don't know. What do you think, Jared? Did he- He's drooling a little I mean, more, but... I guess if we're talking that, I already have immunity because I already you have, have autism the cells. immunity. Yeah, you and yeah, you're good. Yeah, um, but you, th- th- that will break even from all the times that Adam made you try the food first in Spain, not knowing if right, you were going to exactly. have an allergic reaction. Now Alleged, even allegedly. Hour. Hey, somebody had to be ready to stab you. Speaking of, I had churros again today. Oh, I was just Ooh. thinking about how good those fresh Baby. churros dipped in that molten chocolate were. I had a little molten chocolate. I had some Where did uh, you have house-made that? whipped cream. I had some house-made raspberry sauce. Where? Ooh. At a restaurant or a coffee shop? Restaurant. For lunch? Yeah, we did, Matt was in town. We took one of our partners to lunch. and Nice. Yeah, Churroria! Exactly. A little better than churria, right? You did not like it, Jared. <laughs> Dude, that those tasted like I was chewing on a cinnamon sugar Nerf football. The second place was awesome. <laughs> that one was terrible. Maybe it was uh, the peanut oil that made it better. Those were, they were just That's stale. what Chick-fil-A says. Ooh, I go for some Chick-fil-A. Um, did All right, boys. Everything? I, think I think based on based on where we're headed in conversation, I think I think we have. I'm gonna everything. play us off uh, with. The one, the only. Oh, man. Tommy Heinsohn. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You're in the circle. Get your eyes together, you. Degree down the way. Crowder. Watch you believe it. Somebody had done the free time. That is a fish. I never saw these guys before. Oh, well. <laughs> Set that guy home, will you? He's referee in a high school basketball here. Say the shoot. Yeah, was the shoot. This is this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> 
Nothing like some good old, uh, old, good old fashioned unbiased commentary. This is my favorite of all time. I can't hear it because you're laughing. That is bogus. <laughs> he was a nat. He was a New England treasure. That guy. He he was, and Scal is the opposite of a New England treasure. So he will cer- certainly be. And life insurance. I took a look at Baines in the shower. Real risk for being dropped out of any of my lineup. It's Chase Edmonds. It's Chase Edmonds, and of course Kyler Murray. In the oh, I know. A little, little fantasy talk. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> I saw. I, I, in the I remember that. I took a look at Baines in the shower. I, I, he looks like all of Australia. <laughs> Could you imagine thinking that's a good thing to bring up in a mid-game commentary? Well, speaking of dementia, I think he was well within dementia for several years before he passed away. So. This is bonus! <laughs> Dude, a, a couple of uh, big recent deaths. Alex yeah. Trebek. The, the Trebek one, he seemed like a nice guy, but I've never watched Jeopardy, so it didn't really touch me. <laughs> Oh, didn't it's like, ah, who gives a fuck about this guy? I'll no, like, he's like a really nice he guy. He was like a part of, you know, weeknight television for like 40 something years. I mean, yeah, you know who watches Jeopardy? Old people. I, I know. I I'm saying Jeopardy. a lot of people like Alex Trebek's a very recognizable name. That's all I'm saying. And um, good point. Hot take. Sean Connery. Yeah, never saw any of his old James Bond movies either. So that one didn't touch me. Wow. And do you really want there. you want people to touch you? Is that? You want these people to touch you? Yeah, I'd prefer to be sad when these people die. I don't want them to be just irrelevant. You didn't feel anything for these people? I felt a little <laughs> sad for Alex Trebek because I knew he was sick, and I saw some of those sad videos. Um, Sean Connery, I was like, no, nah, nothing. Cool, who's James Bond? <laughs> Doesn't do it for me. <laughs> to- Tommy Heinsohn, I felt sad, but he looked like he was on life support whenever he was on TV the last couple of years. So he, he lived a good life. Yeah, think about that, dude. The guy was calling Celtics games like months before he died. Dude, Trebek filmed an episode the day before he died, or two days before he died. Insane. Yeah, it's pretty funny. When I'm dying, I want to be like totally hospice, not worrying about anything. I don't want to be working. Are you kidding me? Is this what you want when you when you inevitably get COVID and it compromises your immune system? if COVID get me, in, get me into a long-term care facility, <laughs> I was going to say. I'd, Fly I'd, you down I'd, to Walter Reed. I, I call him up. Yeah, do you guys take um, patients that are not quite geriatric? How old are you talking? <laughs> I'll be 30 in July. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm fucking 80, though, Doc. I'm telling you. Have you ever seen FDR? Yeah, I look like him <laughs> with brown hair. And I just would love somebody to feed me and wipe my ass for the next However many years I live. Is something wrong with you, sir? Nope. I got COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just turned 30. <laughs> All right. Sign us off. I love you guys.